Hi, I'm Rachel. And I'm Dan, Rachel's dad. And this is Almost Bedtime Theater, a podcast about playing role-playing games with kids. In this episode, we are going to talk about ways to handle things when luck turns for the worse and the players get bad die rolls. This topic is actually thanks to our very first listener email, which we got from Chloe from Canada. Hi, Hi Chloe. Chloe! Chloe's question is, how do you make failure and failed dice rolls fun? So for this topic, we're going to talk a lot about rolling dice, but the idea is that the advice is going to apply to whatever method you use for determining whether or not the characters are succeeding at something that they might not succeed at. And and definitely it's going to happen because I know when we had our, our Wildlings episode, we were doing the actual play for that. Oh man, my lucky number was one. I said it so many times. Exactly, exactly. It was... Not just once or twice, but roll after roll after roll. So this is this is a topic that is near and dear to our heart. How about we start by talking a little bit about when to have a player roll dice? I know that it can at times seem like an easy default to make them roll for everything, but that doesn't usually work out to the benefit of the group. I mean, everybody wants to roll dice. We like the clicky-clack. The surprise. Getting to play with the math rocks. That said. My first suggestion when it comes to doing dice rolls is to only have somebody roll the dice if it's going to make a difference. Uh, And what I mean by that is, for example... If it's going to make a difference in the storyline. Very much so. If, If there isn't at least some level of success possible, don't have them roll. And similarly, if failure isn't possible, if there's just no reason why they wouldn't succeed, or if failing wouldn't be interesting to the story, then don't have them roll. Just automatically say it's success or it's failure. So for example, let's let's go to that idea of uh, having some level of success possible at least. Let's say that someone is trying to to pick a lock and it is an impossible lock. There's no way that they're going to be able to uh, to to break through this lock and it's on this chest. And they say, okay, I want to roll to to pick the lock. You say, okay, go ahead, roll. And they roll. And they roll a perfect roll on that die. And then as the storyteller, you have to tell them, okay, it doesn't unlock. That's not a lot of fun. On the other hand, what you say is, okay, it doesn't unlock. But you now have some ideas about how it can be unlocked. Maybe maybe they learn something about the key that would actually open the lock. Uh, you know, it's going to be some small crystal with a very specific shape and now they can go scouring this you know wizard's lab that they're in looking for a crystal that looks like that there's a reason why their attempt didn't work and it couldn't work but they still learn something from the experience so the the story still moves forward on the flip side if failure isn't possible or it's not interesting uh, again there you're in a situation where rolling isn't going to help with the story Going back to this idea of a, a chest, let's say they have a chest they're trying to pick a lock on, but this time... The lock's so easy, either the the person who made the lock for the chest was really sloppy, or they just didn't care or didn't think someone would try to break into it. Exactly. There's no, there's no risk there. Or maybe they have this chest in their thief hideout, and there's no reason they can't just try over and over and over again until they get it. If there's no risk, if it's not going to add any drama or tension to the story, just say, okay, you, you got it. it uh, you get it unlocked and you move on. Find something more interesting to roll the dice about. 
the next thing I would offer up is not to treat situations strictly as success and failure. There are some game systems that that take this idea into account, others others not so much. But what I prefer is even if the player rolls the die and from the player's perspective, their success or failure, maybe the options, depending on how the die roll went, are success, success, but at a a minor cost or or a miss, um, a true failure, or maybe even that that true failure could become a success at a very great cost. There's gradation there that you can work with. One question that um, I've heard come up with respect to something like this, if, if it's all success at varying cost, then where's the game? How is there a game if the characters can't fail? And from that, I think the piece that has to be considered is what, what are you playing to find out in your game? Is your game about the question, will the characters succeed at their quest? Or is the question that drives your game, how will the characters succeed at their quest? What do you think, Rachel? How do you feel about um, playing to see if the characters succeed versus playing to see how they succeed? I think like how they succeed. That's that sounds a more interesting, more fun, and more more mysterious. I guess you'd say. What do they plan to do? Would you be interested sometime in playing in playing a game to see if they succeed? That would be more. You know, it could end with mm, all the characters are captured and that's into the story, or the bad guys win, something like that. That's a huge cliffhanger, you know. I don't like cliffhangers in books either, because because it's like. Book, it's done. It's cliffhangered. Ah. Maybe the question is, what do you expect from from stories that you like? If the kind of story that uh, the the storyteller and the players like is one where the heroes don't always win, do you like stories where uh, there's that possibility that everything's going to fall apart? Versus. Do you like stories where there are heroes, they do their thing, they're going to win in the end, it might be tough, but they'll make it. And maybe it seems like the bad guys win, but you know, always in the end, the, the heroes win. And where maybe maybe bad things do happen in the story, but they're not like constantly happening, or they're never there, because if they're never there, then it's just kind of, we're reading about how they won. Oh, joy. I think that's a great segue into the question of how and why are those bad role results fun? How do they make things more interesting? Now, you just mentioned if it's a story where nothing ever goes wrong, that's not as interesting. It's not really a story at all. You you need tension. You need drama. You need excitement. You need, you need peril. Um, if it's easy, does it does it take much of a hero to do the easy thing? And I think that gets to the this concept of the the players are obviously fans of their characters. I mean, you made this character. This is this is the character you want to play. This is the story you want to hear. The storyteller also needs to be a fan of those characters. And where I think this takes us is when these roles don't go as planned, I feel that from the storyteller's perspective, as they as they are declaring what happened because of this role. If the character involved is competent at this task, game mechanically, this is something they should be good at. I highly recommend that the storyteller not make that miss, that failure, however you're playing it, 
the result of incompetence. Make it so that something else happened. It's not that this person who should be great at picking locks is just like tripping over themselves. Or this person who's supposed to be great at fighting zombies. Right. Is just swinging wildly in the air and not accomplishing anything or tripping over their own feet. There are a lot of other possibilities for why why that um, attack didn't work or why trying to um, convince a guard to let you through doesn't work. What really helped me think about this in different ways and about the different things that could go wrong were the Dice of Destiny articles at the Alexandrian.net. They offer several other aspects of potential lack of success, <laughs> potential failure. For example, the amount of time required. You're competent, you can do this thing, but there's not enough time to do it. Or there's some sort of outside influence, like going back to this idea of picking the lock. You're great at picking locks, but this lock has rusted tight. It, it can't be picked. Uh, maybe somebody can smash it off the chest or something. That's an option, but you're, you're not getting in there with your lock picks. You could have um, knowledge issues there. There's some some extra piece of information you lack in order to make this work. There's always luck, of course. I mean, you're rolling dice anyway, and luck is, is playing a role. But maybe you're in this battle. The cave is collapsing around you as you're all trying to fight your way out. You You fire off this perfect arrow shot, but a piece of falling masonry hits your arrow in midair and knocks it out of there. The character is still super competent, but luck has turned against them on that. Similar ideas, uh, power or skill. So you throw the dagger perfectly, but it's not strong enough to penetrate the armor. Or when it comes to skill, this is a place where I would say, go ahead and let incompetence be the problem. If if the character is trying to do something that game mechanically and story-wise they are terrible at, like they're trying to intimidate somebody and they are horrible at intimidation, if they fail... Build on that. <laughs> oh, you try to intimidate them and they just laugh because that is the funniest attempt at intimidation they've ever seen. That's that's the one scenario uh, where I can see emphasizing incompetence uh, because clearly the player knows <laughs> that this is probably not going to work going in um, and it fits the character story. So what do you think, Rachel, as far as things that can be done to make those those bad roles more fun and interesting? Don't don't just like ignore them and be like, okay, you failed. All right, next thing. But like add them, mold them into the story. Kind of like you're molding a bit of clay into a clay structure that you're building. Perhaps that failure is getting things, making things a little more complicated now. Mm -hmm. Okay. So how about this idea of success at a cost? One example might be going back to that idea of picking a lock on a chest. Let's say that someone tries to pick the lock and per the dice roll, they fail, but it's boring to say, okay, you'd failed. Now, what are you going to do? Because all they have to do is say, I want to try again. And you want to make the story reflect that just trying again and again until you succeed. Or maybe saying like, okay, eventually you get it. Right. Building off that idea where you said, take, take that failure and, and mold it into the story. You could use that to to allow them some level of success, but then things get worse. Mm -hmm. For example, going back to that chest, they roll the die to pick the lock on the chest. The die roll indicates a failure, but then the storyteller can say, 
All right, the chest actually unlocks, but it's very loud when it unlocks. And now you hear steps as the guards are coming to check on things. Or maybe it unlocks, but you break your lockpicks. Or maybe something inside the chest starts destroying destroying the contents of the chest. Absolutely. What you going to do? How are you going to save any of that? And And the cost doesn't have to be applied to the character who just made the roll either. I mean, if you're trying to pick a lock and you it goes, it unlocks very loudly and now guards are coming, everybody standing there is in trouble uh, or potentially in trouble. But uh, another example might be trying to climb a wall. You're going up this, this rough rock wall. Um, the player rolls a failure. The storyteller offers, all right, you get to the top okay. But in the process, you've dislodged several of those rocks. Or maybe you've made it harder for someone else to to get up the cliff or maybe maybe you've made it so one of the really good handholds has disappeared and you'd have to put down a rope for them to get up exactly exactly you've succeeded but as far as the story and the progression of the story is concerned there's now more drama and tension all that isn't to say you can't have them fail but give them give them something to work with if there is failure Hypothetical example, the characters are running across a frozen lake while being attacked from below by eels, um, and they're not rolling well enough to make that trip before the eels smash the place apart. Instead of it just being, you failed, you fell in the water, you get eaten by eels, uh, it can be the terrain ahead of you has been smashed up and has got open water and floating ice chunks and eels. And it's going to be a whole lot harder to cross. Exactly. And so now what? What are the characters going to do? You you ratchet up that tension uh, to to make for this exciting story. I take ideas also from the Dungeon Master moves from Dungeon World. I'll have a, a link to that in the show notes. Um, they have quite a list, but it includes things like having a monster do something that makes the situation worse. This doesn't have to be damaging a character. It can be things like they set off an alarm to alert all the other monsters in the area. Or the monster can be smashing up the terrain like the eels in the ice. They can be blocking an exit. Another thing you can do is is give clues or show signs that the that things are going to get worse, that there's this threat coming. Whether that's um, the sound of steps coming down the hallway that means that guard is on patrol and happens to be coming past this area. Or maybe you're you're climbing a really tall mountain and suddenly like a hurricane comes in and it gets a lot harder to climb. Right. The environment can start working against you. And then one, one third one, I don't tend to use as much, but uh, another example is separating the characters. Say they're all going through this abandoned castle together as a group, safety in numbers and all that. And maybe a portcullis crashes and one of the... One of the characters is trapped on the other side. And then then that becomes part of the the problem. <laughs> you know, especially if now a battle starts and you're not together. You, know, you can't be there to back each other up. So there's our show on trying to make bad rules fun, or at least more interesting. Thank you again, Chloe, for sending in the question. If you would like to submit your own question, comment, or suggestion, you can email us at almostbedtimetheater at gmail.com. Or find us on Twitter as at almostbedtime. Thanks for listening, and have a good night. Good night. Or why trying to swim through lava without being burned to death? That, I think, falls under the idea of 
you don't get to roll because there's no way you're going to make it. What if you have a plus six? To what? Swimming in lava? Swimming in lava?